Grace to you, ABC. And uh, today is a significant day in the Christian calendar as it notes the ascension of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I thought I'd just share a word on this today. And it comes from Luke 24, 48 to 51. Jesus said to his disciples, You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. Now, today's great miracle of Jesus ascending into heaven is, is a num, you know, one of many stories in the Bible that is somewhat difficult to comprehend. Um, and yeah, I mean, I honestly can't get my head around it, to be honest. And the ascension of Jesus is one of those. You know, there are others. How about Jonah being swallowed by the large fish? I mean, how did he survive that? Could he breathe in the belly of the fish for three days? Or or Noah? I mean, how do you fit all those animals on the ark? In uh, the animals, how are they not killing each other or trampling each other? I mean, how do you feed them all? You know? But today we celebrate the miracle of the ascension of our Lord. And it's one of those stories it's hard for me to get my head around. What does Jesus mean? Uh, he, he was carried up into heaven. How did that happen? I mean, is heaven really up? What, what does that mean? If we had a large enough telescope, could we look at the skies and actually see heaven? So for me, this story is one of many stories I accept on faith. Um, not because they make sense to me or because I can figure them out, but because it's God's word to me. And I, because I trust God's word, I don't have to be able to get my head around it to accept it on faith. Amen. But when you think about it, it, this isn't just true of stories in the Bible. There are things all around the world that are difficult to get our heads around. I mean, the Milky Way. I don't have my head around the Milky Way and the hundred and four hundred billion stars of which our sun is, is one of them. Um, I, I don't have my head around the 200 billion odd galaxies in the universe. I mean, that's just that's amazing. All right. Next time you're on the beach, um, scoop up some water, okay, and try and examine the molecules in that water. I mean, the visible and invisible world, it's, it's hard to get your mind around it, isn't it? But, but here's the thing. I, I believe, I believe the, the figures are, I believe it's 200 odd galaxy, million galaxies. Um, those are good estimates. I mean, I'm trusting the scientists who came up with these estimates, even though I don't actually know who the scientist is, to be honest, you know. So, and this is the point I'm trying to make. If if I just trust some unknown scientist, why wouldn't I trust God's word even more? Amen? There are many miraculous stories in scriptures, and I don't fully understand them, and I don't have to. I believe them. I accept them on faith. And once I accept them on faith, then I can spend my time and energy thinking about what they mean for me and for us, and instead of trying to decide whether or not they are true. So back to the miracle that happened, you know, on the 40th day after Jesus was raised from the dead, he ascended into heaven. I believe this miracle, even if I can't understand it. So now I can spend my time and energy thinking of what it means for me. What does it mean for you, instead of how it actually happened? And so what does it mean? And it is an important miracle. It's an important event. All right, And so it is a significant date 
on the church calendar. But what does it mean he ascended into heaven? And I think it can be summed up with three, because I'm Baptist, you see, three points. <laughs> uh, three points. Power. First, the ascension of our Lord tells us about Christ's power. Ephesians 1, 20 to 21, which is what we're going through in the mornings, right? We've been looking at the power of God. And it says there, God put his power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. What does this mean? It means that Christ is in control of our world. Not any other rule or other authority or other power or other dominion. Amen. Christ is more powerful than all of these because he ascended and sits at the right hand of the very throne of God. And this is great news. It is great news. Right. So regardless of what is happening in our lives, regardless of what is happening in our world, and there's a lot happening in both those universes, right? We also know that our ascended Lord is in control and has not abandoned us. He's seated at the God's right hand, far above rule and authority, and intercedes for us. Amen? And he, he promises to come again soon to take full control of our world, despite the devilish atmosphere at present. There may be times now when we wish we would do, uh, or he could do a little bit more, and, but that's not ultimately up to us. Instead, Christian, we're invited to trust him, even when we don't understand his ways, even when we find it difficult to get our hand around it. Now, and we have the blessed privilege of we can take it to him in prayer. Uh, that's what prayer is all about, right? It's just talking to him about it. But on that day, we are invited to believe that God is in control. Tell that, preach that to yourself this morning. God is in control. Number two, um, the ascension is also about a, a very important promise. Jesus promises what? That we will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us so that we can be witnesses to the ends of the earth. The power that Jesus has given in the ascension is shared with us in a promise, a promise of the Holy Spirit. And this is what helps us to do what Jesus did while he was on the earth. Okay, so it's important that he went up so that he could come back down in a different way and partner with us, what a privilege, to continue his purposes and his mission. So if we don't like what we see, um, well, we can we can do something about it. We're given the ability to make a difference. We are not paralyzed. You know, with with all that we're seeing and all that we're that's going on, we're not paralyzed, Christian. We're not unhooked, right? We're not going to go into a Christian coma, amen. We're not going to disengage. We're given the power of God to make a difference, and we're called, and and specifically how here it is we're called to be a witness, a witness to that. But we're also called to do. What he did, and what did Jesus do? He made a difference. He healed the sick, he fed the poor, he fought oppression, he worked for justice, he sought reconciliation, right? He taught others, he preached the gospel. 
Right, and Jesus tells us that we will perform even greater works than he did after he gives us the Holy Spirit. Now, that's also a pretty difficult thing to get our heads around, but that's what Jesus says. And when you think about it, we have it. The church, and, and it is what's being, do, being done. And, you know, um, I know the news is promoting other religions, you know, specifically the, you know, the Muslims and what they've been doing here in KZN. I mean, goodness, they, they brag a lot, you know. If they give a loaf of bread, you hear all about it. Um, and I guess some people think, you know, the church is doing nothing in this crisis of flooding and no power and uh, COVID. But believe me, the church has done a lot. The church has fed more people, healed more people, taught more people, shared the good news of the gospel to more people, right? It did more than what Jesus did on the earth. And it continues to do great things. It's just that Christians are called to, you know, not let the left hand know what the right hand is doing and we're to do it humbly and not go brag about it. So just because it's not being put on social media platforms and shared and what, what, doesn't mean it's not happening. So here's the promise, friends. We have received the Holy Spirit to be and do what His purposes have called us to do. And that's the promise given in this ascension. Amen? Come on. Come on. All right. And then thirdly, um, we have power. We have promise. I'm looking for another P. Can you see it? His presence. Through the ascension, Jesus, He actually becomes more present to us than he ever could before. He is omniscient, uh, uh, omnipresent, but in, a, in the form of a man who wouldn't be omnipresent. And now, having ascended, we have his omnipresence. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, because he was fully human, Jesus was confined to the rules of this world. He could only be at one place at one time. Uh, fully God, fully man, yes, but couldn't be everywhere at at all times and he performed many miracles as we know but you know there's no recorded miracle of being in two places at one time I mean he was rather late sometimes <laughs> um, and he traveled from here to there that's what we're told but after Jesus ascended right he could be present in a new way through the Holy Spirit and in fact he could be present everywhere at all times Martin Luther describes this in a message he preached on the ascension in 1523 and I quote what good will it do you if you merely preach that he ascended up to heaven and sits there with folded hands for this reason did he ascend up thither that he might be down here that he might fill all things and be everywhere present which thing he could not do had he remained on earth. So, in other words, the ascension takes Jesus away from us, but only that he could be present with us in a new way, filling all things and being everywhere present. Again, echoing Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, this is being done in a new way that he could never have been done had he remained on earth. And yes, yeah, like I've said a few times, it's, it's difficult to get my head around it, but I believe it and I accept it and I rejoice in it because wherever I find myself, Christian, wherever you find yourself, hallelujah, Jesus is with you and he will never leave you. And that is his promise to you and to me. Power, 
promise and presence of beautiful gifts of the Ascension Day. Difficult to comprehend, yes, but not difficult to believe. All right. You know, if you think you finally got your head around God, then you know, if anyone says to you, I, I got this figured out, then well, then they, it's not God that you've got uh, your head around because God is beyond comprehension. But He's not beyond our faith. And that is true of much of the Bible, including the ascension. Miracles that we can't get our hand around, but no problem for faith. No problem for faith. And that brings great joy to our hearts. And that, that's where we land. <laughs> that's where we land. And the beauty of the ascension is that it, it, it brings a peace and a joy and a comfort. If we're reminded, thank you, Jesus, you have the power. You have the promises. You have your presence with us. And may you today know these things and know them, not just mind, but know them in heart, my friend. Know them in heart. And that brings great glory to God. Amen. Amen. See you on Sunday. Bless you.